1: Hey, Nicole. Hey, Janine. How's your week been? The week has
0: been pretty good. I worked all week, but it was a lighter week because I wasn't on call. And then I went to Cancun. Well, no, we didn't go to Cancun. We went to Playa del Carmen, but we flew into Cancun, my husband and I. And that was our little mini vacay for the weekend.
1: That's exciting. Okay, where
0: did you go again? Went to Playa del Carmen. I guess it's like... Maybe like forty minutes from Cancun, from the airport. So it was nice. We went with uh, a friend. Oh, you know, we went with Seisha, the attorney we had on the podcast. That yes. was the expert after
1: um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed. Yep. yep.
0: After RBG passed. Yep. After she passed away. So we went with her and her fiance. And um, you know, when you go somewhere with another couple, there's always some shit, there's always some drama, right? Oh God. And so happened? the drama wasn't really with her significant other. But, you know, I feel like every couple has like a spat, right? She surprised her fiancé with his brother. His brother was in Cancun the same time. Okay. We were in Playa Carmen. So they went on the same excursion with us. And come to find out, his sister was also in Cancun this weekend. Wow. But he didn't know it until yesterday, which is crazy, right? So uh, Sasha surprised her fiancé with the brother. And the brother brought, brought his girlfriend. And they live in Houston. Who knew? So cute, tiny
1: world. Absolutely,
0: yeah. So everybody at some point in the trip had like some type of like, let me get my spouse together moment. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> moment, but we had, a, <laughs> but we had a we had a lot of fun. I mean, James and I we had we had our little moment. and He got together and then we went of a go kart and <laughs> rode around the island because we went to uh, Isla Mujeres, I believe is what it's called. Okay. Uh, yeah, Ayla, Ayla de Mujeres. It means the beautiful woman or the beautiful lady. Okay. But um, we went there for our excursion. And, yeah, you know, James James is antisocial sometimes.
1: <laughs> I so feel, like, I feel bad for bother. him. I feel bad for James. Last week it was the class reunion. And this week it's a vacation. And it's like <laughs> James might just want some Nicole and James time, not just everybody time.
0: Listen, we did have Nicole and James time. We did. Okay. Okay. And it was a good trip for us. It was a good trip for our relationship to get sort of like recharged without the kid around, back on track. So it was a good trip. Yes. But he was like over these people. <laughs> he was like <laughs> over people. And I was like, Basically, don't embarrass me. Like you gonna come and be social or what? And he was like, "No, I'm gonna be sitting up here in the shade." And I was like, "Okay, well, I'm about to go and rent a go kart and ride around the city or ride around the island. Like, just leave me alone. Like, you <laughs> embarrass me."
1: I don't know, I feel but like... it's okay. He got it together. He, he. I feel like I might be James, though. I feel like I feel like I have to defend my brother on this one because I feel like I would be the James that I would be like, "Hey, look, I've spent set amount of time with these people." It's time for me to have some alone time now. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I just am that person where it's like, okay, it's fun to see you all. But like, can I go back now?
0: I think the next time we go on a vacation, we will have to go alone. Like, this is the first time we've been out of the country since the start of the pandemic, right? And so this is, and the first time we've been, we've traveled without Harrison. You know, before we have Harrison in tow, you know, so we'd be like double teaming like this toddler. But this is the first time we've just been like us two in like literally almost two years. Okay. So I think it was just when we go on vacation, we like to sort of kind of chill out a little bit more than we did this weekend. Mm-hmm. Like we like to sleep in, be lazy, maybe go on the beach, exactly. go to a little owl inclusive little restaurants. We might walk off, you know, we're we're not big all day excursion type people. That's not us. I agree. But that was definitely Sasha. She was, she's an all day excursion type girl. So we did an all day excursion. So mind you, our only day there, full day there was Saturday and it was spent like on an all day excursion. So he was okay. like, yeah, I am over it. So, but I mean, we, we got to hang out and we did get some downtime and, you know, we got to sleep in and we were
1: well rested. We got plenty of drinks. So okay. yeah, we had fun. I, I, here's, here's the thing. I think that it sounds like fun, but I think that you needed to have gone a little bit longer so that you could have some excursions and some downtime, you know, because that sounds intense that your one full day there was all excursion. That's a lot. Don't
0: you think? It is a lot. It is a lot. And that's why the next time we'll have to do like a day of just like nothing.
1: Sounds like a plan. And then
0: we'll do an excursion.
1: You all would be good vacation buddies with me and Ken. We would because we like to chill. And that's what James was
0: like. He was like, oh, he was like, I need to be well rested to go on another vacation with Sasha and Justin. Because they're like the life of the party. Like both of them are like the lives of the party, you know, type people. They're very high energy, very social. And we can be that, but not really. (laughs) I like to socialize
1: sparingly. That part.
0: I, I even, when I go on vacation, I even like to spend a lot of time in my room. I, I'm that person. Like some people are like, oh my God, you have this whole resort and you're in a whole different country. Why do you want to spend time in your room? I'm like, because I got to swim up, you know, pool, which we did not have this time, but next time we will. Like we had the swim up pool. We got this hot tub in the middle of the room. Like why not? Why, why not, not utilize enjoy those it? Things?
1: Right. I agree. Just saying. I agree. You have to enjoy everything that comes with so like, the experience. So like
0: before we, so before we left this morning... I was like, listen, we're going to fill this hot tub up. I don't care if I have to get in this thing for 15 minutes. It's going to take me 45 minutes to probably fill it. We getting in here. And we did. I called, say, I was like, listen, we're going to meet y'all at 9.15 because we need a little bit more time in the hot tub.
1: Yes, Like this tub. tub is
0: not going to be in the middle of this floor and not be utilized.
1: I'm, I'm just with saying. It. I'm so with it. I'm so with it. I'm here for it. So, Janine, what did you do this week? I actually was off this week, but it it seems like I was still working because I probably was. But on Monday, I... Okay, so let me go back. So, Nicole, you know that throughout... Since the beginning of the pandemic, I've probably had everything from like half of my head shaved to braids to um, what was the loomy hair wig to like everything, right? So... I realized that I don't want to have the kind of maintenance to have a shaved side of my head anymore. So somewhere around the middle of the pandemic, I decided that I was going to grow my hair out. Well, when I made that decision, I didn't really have a plan after that. So I was like, what am I going to do? Long story short, I decided after much thought that I have now decided to lock my hair. So... From now on, I will have locks, so I won't have to worry about it as much anymore, and I don't have to go to the barbershop every week to get my head shaved.
0: What? Wait a minute. (laughs) Do you have locks in your head right now?
1: Yep, I sure do. I cannot tell. I thought that was, like, curly. (laughs) Well, they are. They're curly because I braided them, but, yeah, nope, they're locking. So they started off as two-strand twists, and they took the – um interlocking method so you put your the end of your lock through with a needle so that it interlocks and then you just wait for it to like meld together so yeah I have locks now so let me ask you this now
0: this might be a rude question if it's like don't ask me that girl just tell me but like is there like period of time that you can renege like if you lock all your hair up you know because it's not really like locked it takes some time to lock right yeah so, so is it like, hey, you get your your hair locked and you have a week <laughs> and you can renege and take it all out and just
1: no, you do could, whatever you
0: want to do? I or could, is it like once you get it done, it's over?
1: No, I could probably take it out up to... Your hair doesn't really actually start to lock fully until four to six months. So I could probably take it out, like get it combed out at four ah. months. But some people have like full on locks and comb their locks out. Like I've seen people comb out their locks that they've had for years. It really just depends on the texture of your hair. But for me, I made the decision because like everyone always asks like, well, what happens if you change your mind and you don't want them? Right. Well, before this, I was trying to grow my hair out. So I couldn't really wear it in any particular style. And before that, the side of my head was shaved. So if worse come to worse, like I would just let my hair grow out until, you know, it, probably looked a little unreasonable. Like I needed to get a retie and then cut it. Like I'm not unfamiliar with having short hair. So, you know, if I decide to start over, that's just a start. You know, I just have short hair again. I
0: love it. <laughs> I love it. Cause right now it doesn't even look like locks right now. It just looks curly.
1: Well, I, it's just because I braided it. Like when I first got it done, it, it kind of looked curly at the ends, but it kind of looked like if I were to wash my hair and let it just air dry, like it, you couldn't really tell that it was locked because the twists were kind of thicker like you know they weren't like as thin as they should be because you know I hadn't like tied it down with anything but yeah now I like braided it up in the night and put a scarf on woke up put some oil on my hands and put it through my hair and took the braids out and voila
0: well I think it's gonna look good on you um I really do I have toyed with the idea of locking my hair but uh one I feel like locks are a lot of maintenance still a lot of maintenance because Either you look like you have really good, tight, clean locks, or you look like you have somebody that's locks? just like a
1: wild child, like like Jay Z. Yeah, uh-uh, uh-uh.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know when Jay Z, you know Jay Z. Let me put it out there: is only attractive right now because he got money. Okay, absolutely because. That do he has right now? I'm like, what is he doing with his hair? It's like not really locked, but it's not an it's, air fro, Afro, but it's not, I don't I don't know what he's doing. He's doing the it. weekend, it, it's,
1: like it's literally just a free form lock. It seems, and it's like, sir, why are we doing this? What What are so, you trying to express to us? I'm trying to figure out what was the plan, the thought process behind it, and when will it end? That's my only That's my only question. When will it end? But let me tell you something. The weekend's grade of hair and Jay-Z's
0: grade of hair. Two completely different. Those are two different (laughs) grades of hair. And and just like like you, Janine, like you can your you can braid your stuff and then curl it up. Like your grade of hair is different than my grade of hair. Even when I go without a relaxer for a prolonged period of time, combing my hair hurts my arm. Like I just, it's just so thick with it. I just can't. Can't do it. So every once in a while, and James will talk about me, he's like, okay, you go a whole year, whole year and a half. And then all of a sudden you're like, I have got to put, I have got to put a relaxer in it. And I'm like, cause I got to start over from scratch. (laughs) Like every year I need to start over and then I can like nappy it up over the, over the course of the year. But once it gets good and real like thick, like I, I just can't do it. And people can talk about me all you want. Like, oh, your hair is your beauty. And, Oh, you know, that is, you know, Western European ideas of beauty to, It helps makes us put a relaxer in our hair. Da, da, da. No, I like to comb my hair. Absolutely. Listen, natural is not for everybody, but people I are agree. like, don't put those chemicals in hair. Okay. Once a year, I'm going to put the chemicals in my hair because it's going to be a care and treatment or something mm-hmm. to help me to comb it. Okay. Because I don't like Looking, my hair looking bushy. I I don't like my hair frizzed, and I want to comb my hair. And I feel like, as women, we didn't do a whole show on this Mm because, as women, we judge each other by our hair, Mm -hmm. and we also judge whether people. Are natural or are processed or whether they wear extensions mm-hmm. like people have something to say about everybody oh my god i mean she's cute but she has extensions uh, that's not her hair like it
1: why are you hating why are you hating matter if we it all looks are going good going on you wear, wear it. exactly we're all going through the same struggle however we master that struggle whether it's a wig shaving your head putting relaxer on your hair or going natural like you and i've had this conversation before We, as a matter of fact, right the day before I went to get my locks done, you and I had this conversation and I was like, I think that's the day, yeah, the last time we recorded and we were talking about hair and we were, you were like, yeah, you know, natural length for everyone. And it's so true. It's not like the last few months have been a, a strain for me. Like just growing my hair out to the point where I could get it. It was like. I hate every hairstyle. I'm just going to continue to wear this until I can get to the point where I can get my locks done. Like, it's not for everybody. And you have to do what you feel most comfortable with. Like, I mean, you wouldn't wear clothes because somebody told you that that's what you should wear. You wear what you're comfortable in. Same should be go for your hair. Like, you like it. I love it. And however you achieve it, that's junk. That's it. It it
0: should. It should. But people have such... People are so hypocritical about hair. It just doesn't make any sense. But I will say this: if I ever go natural, like for real, like don't put a relaxer in it once a year, no keratin treatment, no nothing, Mm -hmm. it would be locks. And that's (laughs) the only way I feel like I could manageably. Because I'm telling you, you watch all these YouTube videos, and and they're nice styles, but like the twist outs and stuff like that. Girl, I'm not doing that for an hour twisting my hair at night no that just takes too much time and then you twist it out and you're like don't touch it
1: you are like, right. no uh-uh, I ain't doing that Mm-mm. and see that's the thing that's the reason why <laughs> I went with locks specifically is because yes they might be a little bit more maintenance but it's somebody else that has to do it I'm not about to sit here and maintain each individual one of my locks, right? Someone else's responsibility is going to be for me to lock my hair. And I don't have to see that person for four to six weeks. So it's not like going to the hairdresser every two weeks, right? Or going to the barber every week. I only have to four to six weeks. I could go a month before I have to see them again. And it's like, it's another part of it that I, you know, it's probably irrelevant to most, but like. A lot of the stuff that I put in my hair, my skin is so sensitive. It's, like, making me all, like, itchy or, like, break out or my scalp is dry or this, that, and the third just because I'm trying to put product in to maintain my hair. So my thought process is, like, let it go back to its natural state where I don't have to put a lot of product in. I can just put some, like, natural oils and some, you know, moisture. And that's it. Like, I'm not stripping my scalp and or or allowing product to get on my skin. So, I mean, look, do what's best for you. Everyone has their own thing. But, like, my thing was like, hey, why not try it? I hadn't tried it before, and I'm like, if I, if worst case scenario, I hate it in a year, I just go back to having a short haircut.
0: Yeah, cut it off. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's going to look good on you. I mean, Thank your you. haircut
1: now looks very good on you. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, Janine.
0: So what is on your timeline this week?
1: Um. I, it's ironic that the, that we're recording on Halloween and the first line that I had written down is it's really getting scary outside, but honestly, all jokes aside, it is terrifying right now to go outside. It seems that like after the pandemic, when everyone was stuck in the house for a year or two, depending on how long you decided to stay in, it's like when they came out, they just weren't quite the same. It's almost like every time you turn on the news, you hear about crime. And I know that our parents probably said that when we were young. But literally, every time you turn on the news, open your phone, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, you hear about some weird, strange crime or craziness. And it really is almost scary to go outside the house, honestly. But recently, it seems that it's just as scary to be in the house. So as a woman, you, Nicole, know that it's a bit intimidating to be alone at any time, right? No matter where you are, if you're outside the house, you're in the car, at home by yourself, it's a little intimidating because you think of all of the possible, you know, the possible ways that you could be hurt or harmed. And it sounds crazy and it sounds like we're being paranoid, but that's not really the case. There are really dangerous situations that we face, you know, Almost on a daily basis, it could be something as simple as us turning down an advance from a man that we're just not interested in to something uh, you know as just like coming in your house late. Recently, there have been a couple of stories that have kind of illuminated the dangers as that of you know, I don't want to say black women, but women the dangers that women of color specifically have now, of course, I can't say that women of color are any more in danger than, than white women are. But what I can say, having lived all of my life as a black woman, is that oftentimes if I say that I'm in danger, people just say like, oh, you're strong, or oh, you're fine, or oh, you're being paranoid. Whereas if my white counterparts were to say that they're in danger, oh my God, let's figure out damsel in distress, we must help, right? So that's not really what I'd like to shine a light on, but these stories will help you kind of understand a little bit more of what I'm saying. So the first story came out of New York and I feel like it came out about a month ago. And it was this terrifying video that we kept seeing circulating where you see a woman running into her apartment, which I guess it was caught on the camera from the closed circuit camera from the apartment building. You see her running into her apartment and as she's running into her apartment, she slams the door shut behind her. And seconds later, there's a man that runs to her apartment and tries to, like, bombard his way into the apartment. But she's, like, you know, slam and locks the door. So, in the video, you see her, like, turn around and the door shuts suddenly. And seconds later, I mean, it wasn't even, like, almost like a split second. You see this man, like, jumping into the doorway. And so... When the news reporter asked her what happened, she said that she saw something out of the corner of her eye. And she didn't really know what was going on, but because she saw it out of the corner of her eye, she like ran in the house and slammed the door. Again, an example of how she just had to keep her head on swivel, not necessarily because there was what she knew to be danger, but just something that she kind of perceived to be dangerous. The man that came to this lady's house He was unable to get into her home. However, when they filed a police report, um, they took the report and he has not been apprehended at this point. So just this week, there was another situation that happened here in Maryland and it was from um, the CEO of the Instagram page Black Startup and her name is Miss Williams. And Miss Williams um, shared this horrifying story on her Instagram page about what happened to her um, in a very similar but much more alarming situation. So she realized that someone had followed her home, and she let her dog outside. And when she realized that, you know, her dog was outside, she, you know, when she was letting her dog outside, she sees this man that she, I guess, had seen before or maybe hadn't seen before standing in her front yard. So she like hurry ups and rushes and gets her dog inside. And as she's getting her dog inside, you hear the door lock. And again, this was all caught on her um, doorbell camera and you hear the door lock. And as you hear the door lock, you hear, you know, you see this man like come up to the door and try to like jiggle the door handle And then he like tries to force his way into the door. And she says that, you know, at this point she's called 911 and you see him pull gloves out of his pocket and put gloves on. He tries to like cover up the doorbell cam as he's putting on the gloves. You see him pull out zip ties, like something that you would use to like tie things together with zip ties and you know, again, she's still on the phone with 911 or, you know, waiting for the police to be dispatched. And after she gets her dog inside and, you know, she's figuring out, he starts walking around the house. Like he's trying every window. Um, she said that he had ripped her screen door off. Um, so he's just trying to get into the house. I guess her neighbor must've gotten suspicious and came outside. And when her neighbor got suspicious, He grabs her watering hose, like that she would water her lawn with, pretends to be watering her lawn as if he was her lawn caregiver, right? And he continues this. This goes on for 22 minutes, Nicole. 22 minutes he's trying to get into this woman's house. And as, you know, he's trying to get in, she's, you know, talking to the police. The police get there at approximately 28 minutes, or at least that's what she's, you know, according to her timeline, right? Right. And by the time that the police get there, the guy is gone. Probably the scariest part of this whole thing is that the man that was trying to get into her house had no bag so it, or anything that would make it appear that he was trying to rob her. And like I said, he had zip ties. So I think it's a pretty safe bet to say that he probably was trying to come in there and, and do some bodily harm to her, if not kill her. The worst part, I think, is that when she filed a police report, the police told her That because he didn't come inside, there was not an actual crime that was committed. So they could serve him with a summon, but it was not an arrestable offense. Because I guess she's well-connected and she put her story out on social media, some very high-powered, very well-connected people made some phone calls. And since then, the man has been arrested and he was charged with probable cause for trespassing. And she now has a peace order against him, so that he, if he's in contact with her any other at any other point after this point, um, it is officially considered a crime. Unfortunately, uh, these stories are becoming more and more prevalent. It's like every time you open up Instagram or turn on the news, you see a story of. A black woman being attacked or I saw one just earlier today with uh, it was a news reporter. She was literally standing on the corner of some street about to report the news. And this gentleman just wouldn't take no for an answer while she was doing her job. Look, I, you know, I don't necessarily like to repeat things like protect black women, but we really do need to protect black women as As Black women, we need to protect ourselves and make sure that we are cognizant of where we are and aware of our surroundings at all times. And unfortunately, we have to protect each other as well because history has shown us that no one else is going to do it. So um,
0: I know when you uh, shared that story with me, I, I automatically thought that's the same guy that was on the video with the apartment. I mean, they looked like the same people. Okay, Amen. and I don't know if it in the same city or what, but they looked like the same people and I automatically thought, oh, that reminds me of that other story. The thing about that other story with the the woman running into her apartment was that she mentioned that her spare key, which was usually taped to the bottom of the mat, was gone mm. and they never found this guy. And I pray for God that she asked the landlord of this building to move her apartment. Or change her locks immediately because you have somebody that has access to your apartment. And she was getting in very early. You go to sleep and somebody has access to your apartment. There's no way I would have stayed there that night. And I wouldn't have stayed there at all until somebody changed the locks and somebody inspected that whole apartment to make sure that no one was in it. I feel like this kind of stuff keeps happening. And I want to know, what do they want? You know, if you're not going to rob somebody, are you literally going to beat, rape, kill random women in the middle of the day? Like that video was in the middle of the day. And you don't know this woman. You don't know her. Why? Why, Sway? I just, I mean, because think about it. If you saw somebody randomly in your yard, you might ask them, Can I help you? You right. know? Right. Are you lost. And if he just started running toward her and captured her, then she would be another hashtag right now. Absolutely.
1: And that's the scariest part, I think, because it really is just based on your instinct and how you feel at the moment. Because I mean, honestly, if someone was standing in my front yard, which I've done before, which I'm sure you have done before too, like, is there something I could help you with? I mean, because you don't assume that someone's going to stand in your front yard to come and try to bust their way into your house
0: i mean and thank god she had her house locked down i mean Absolutely. think about it what
1: if she had a one mean, window
0: he, open right i mean people leave windows cracked all the time and i mean down south we don't we don't because we run the ac all day but like thinking about the midwest i mean right now it's an it's nice outside Yeah. you know it's breezy like, a lot of people don't even have their air on. They just open the windows and let the breeze in. I mean, mm-hmm. that if, if that had been her situation, because she said it was on the East Coast mm-hmm. in the D.C. area, right? Mm-hmm. You know, she could very well not have her A.C. on. Like, it's not hot enough to have the A.C. on. It's not cold enough to have the heat on. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep windows closed. Thank God she had all the windows closed and the back door locked.
1: Absolutely.
0: And a lot of people, may, especially with a dog, may leave their back door unlocked. Or they may have the donkey doors.
1: All of that. All of that. Thank God. Thank God that everything that she had, everything locked down, like you said. And thank God she did say that she also has a taser and now she's going to get a a weapon because I mean, honestly, it it's scary. I mean, because literally the only thing between her and someone who clearly intended her some sort of harm. Right. Right was a door or a window. I mean, it's baffling to me. And just to, think, what if he had broken the window out? Right. And just to think, just to think she lives in a home. We don't know, honestly, you know, if she lives alone or if she, you know, whatever, we don't know what her living situation, we know that she was alone at the time. Right. But you can't just up and pack up your things and go away. And I'm sure that they can't hold him in jail for forever. She does have a peace order against him, which hopefully he will respect, and and you know hope that he doesn't want to go to prison forever. But Jesus, like literally, a piece of paper is what's keeping her safe right now.
0: I'm sorry, my house will go on the market. I, I my house will go on the market. You and me. I both. would be living with somebody right now. Mm-mm. You and me both. It's a seller's market right now. I put that bad boy in the market so fast. It's not worth my life
1: Mm-mm. at all. Or at least, you know, live in a hotel or something in the meantime. I mean, oh, Jesus, I can't even imagine. I don't know. I mean, pray her strength, but, like, I could not imagine what that has to be like. Can't imagine.
0: Yeah, me either. But I wish I wish somebody would roll up in here. Let me tell you something. <laughs> we packing up in here. I was about to say. We're packing get, up in here. Come Listen, in here, this is an open carry leg. state.
1: I was about to say, right. You so You come, you come in, in, here. in here if you want to look, we are not condoning any weapons. We do think that people should do what they feel is best for their family. And as for me and my house, walk up in here, you getting some hot lid.
0: Absolutely. Girl, we got a couple and uh, my husband, and I get mad at him because I mean, we just had this conversation on the way from the airport because I opened the glove compartment and I'm like, there's a gun here. I'm like, is it loaded? He was like, listen, in my gun safety classes, I was always taught, always have one in the barrel and don't have your gun on safety. So if you, because the time it takes for you to load and take it off safety, you didn't got shot.
1: Absolutely. So
0: he was like, I keep it on me. It's loaded. I have one in the barrel and it's not on safety. So he was like, if I lock it up, he's like, if I lock it up, yeah, I put it on safety then. And it's locked up. But if he's leaving the house, mm-hmm. he—he's it's on him. Roll up if you want to. Amen. Pull up. Pull percent. up. Now that that story hasn't pissed us all off, <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and talk through some of these letters from our listeners, why don't we? Let's do it. All right. So the first letter says, Dear Nicole and Janine, my daughter is 19 years old and she lives alone in an apartment in Riley. We're from Alabama, but she's there for college. Her friend Keisha had a guy named Charlie. Now follow us here. Follow because we gotta follow this. Her friend Keisha had a guy named Charlie follow her home a few months ago. Keisha said she knew Charlie from school and he was flirting, but my daughter didn't think that was funny. Fast forward with Charlie's persistence. Keisha is now dating Charlie who seems really controlling. Charlie's friend David likes my daughter. And he seems to be doing the same thing Charlie did to Keisha, to my daughter. One night, my daughter saw Charlie's car in front of her house and his friend David was at the door. She said it was strange because he didn't ring the doorbell. He just stood there and then walked away. Another time, David was waiting for her outside of her classroom. David doesn't go to school there. They not go to the same school. She even saw David following her in the store and then to her car. He said he saw her and wanted to help her with their bags. My daughter is feeling really uneasy about the situation. Her friend Keisha told my daughter that David was really nice, but my daughter doesn't like him. Ladies, what would you do? Is this just harmless
1: behavior? I'm going to say this. While it could possibly be harmless behavior, I'm gonna say err on the side of caution. It's always better to err on the side of caution because not erring on the side of caution gets you in a situation where you have to make split second decisions that could possibly have to save your life. I'm not equipped to give you mom advice, but what I would say is if your daughter feels uncomfortable, which based on your letter it says it seems that she does feel uncomfortable with David, suggest that she get a protective order against him. So that while you know, you know maybe she has a conversation with him and saying, "Yeah, while you think this is cute, I kind of find it to be a little intrusive." And I don't feel comfortable with it. So if you don't stop stalking me, because that's what it is, let's call a spade a spade, if you don't stop stalking me, then I'm going to have to get a protective order against you. And that will then put you in the courts, and you don't really want that. So why don't we just all do what's best for everyone and stop stalking me? Now, if she has a conversation with him and he continues, then tell her to get a protective order, and then honestly – Maybe she needs to move. Maybe she doesn't need to hang out with her her roommate anymore. Maybe she needs to transfer schools. I know that it sounds like a lot. However, none of this will sound like a lot to do if, God forbid, something happened to your daughter because this man is crazy. So, you know, initially give him the benefit of the doubt and have her have a conversation with him. If the conversation doesn't help, then you, you – have to take some more extreme measures and maybe you have to move your daughter back home. I know that that's probably not what she wants to do. And it's probably not what you want to do either, but it might be something that you have to do. What do you think Nicole?
0: I agree. Listen, this is not you being overly concerned. You have the right to be concerned. Your daughter has expressed that she is concerned which to me as a mother, I would be down there. Like I would be like, I'm taking you to file protective orders. Now we need a restraining order. Now there's no conversation because you've already probably, she's already probably let it be known that she's not feel she doesn't feel comfortable. Right. The fact that she knows that he thought she needed help with the bags meant that she probably asked, why are you in the store? Are you following me? And she's told Keisha, her daughter, I don't like this. This is not comfortable for me. So she's probably voiced this concern to numerous people. You know how we were when we were in college, Janine? We would tell our friends a whole bunch before we would tell our parents. You're right. Once you tell your your mom, you're like really concerned if you're bringing it to your mom. So she's probably told Keisha, She probably told some other people. And now she's like, I don't know what to do because I'm really scared. So I'm going to tell my mom. And as a mother, you're right to feel that way. You're right to feel like he's out of line. And so what I would do if I, if I had the means, if you have the means, I would go down there. I would take some time off work. I would. I would take some time off work. I would go down there. I would have a conversation with her and say, hey, do you want to stay? Like, where are we in the semester? And do you want to stay for the rest of this semester? And if you do want to stay the rest of the semester, like, can we get a roommate in here? Or can we move your apartment and maybe you get out of your lease? I would have a con- there's some some reason parents can get people out their leases. Okay, I would have a conversation with the landlord and say, listen, this is a situation. My daughter's filed a restraining order for her safety. Can we negotiate some uh, some rate to get her out of her lease? I would pay her out of her out of her lease, and then I would move her in. Uh, I would even move her on campus into the dorm, or move her in with somebody else, a roommate uh, that she finds. Because you can find a roommate, move her in with a roommate, so that way somebody's always around. Okay, and then and that's if she wants to stay there. If she didn't feel comfortable staying there, then I would allow her to transfer somewhere close. University of Alabama got real good school. Roll Tide, okay? Absolutely, Roll Tide. I move her back home. I move her back home, but I would get a restraining order regardless because stalkers are serious. They will find you. I would also privatize her social media. So if you're TikToking and all this, TikTok don't stop. Needs to stop now, okay? Because you don't want to move schools and then all of a sudden you on TikTok and all this stuff like that and he knows exactly where you are and who you hang with and next time next time you see him he's behind some tree down there in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, no. We don't need that. So she needs to um, come off of social media for a while or privatize her accounts. Make sure that she's not sharing her whereabouts with everyone, but do make sure that she's sharing where she is with you and someone else she trusts just in case she is uh, in imminent danger. But this is something serious. Stalking is serious and people make light of it, right? Like they're like, oh, you got a stalker. Like y'all, that's some serious stuff. Like stalkers like literally are obsessed with people. You know, these are people that are dangerous. They will do anything to be around a person, especially if this person is having a life without them and getting in a relationship without them. This can become very, very dangerous. So I think you need to take some steps to to make sure she's not in a situation where she's alone and not in a situation where she can be uh, easily accessed by this person. So that may be moving her home. And I know people are like, uh, she shouldn't have to give up her life because of this stalker. Listen, this stalker might take her life. OK, so Absolutely. we need to be very, very safe when it comes to this.
1: I agree. My letter says, ladies, I don't know what to do or if I'm just being paranoid. I need your help. I just moved to Atlanta for work. This is my first time living alone. I live in a decent neighborhood, but there are just a few things that make me uneasy. I often have to come home late due to work. And I've noticed that there are a group of guys that often hang around the concierge desk. So I stopped getting home as late when possible. Recently, one of the concierge that works during the daytime at my complex asked me out on a date. I politely declined. When I came home the next day, I had a card from him under my door. It was another invitation for a date along with a poem. While I thought it was sweet, I was a bit creeped out because I realized that he has access to my personal information. I don't want to get the brother fired. I'm also very uncomfortable. Should I be worried or am I tripping? This one's a little bit different,
0: right? Because she, you know, this guy works there, right? He has some friends hanging out. He's feeling her. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to ask her out, right? She says no. He, 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 no, that's okay. This sweet sweet. Nah. And so he's probably thinking, I need to be persistent. I need to woo her, you know? So he tries to woo her with a poem, right? Stick it under the door. So this is the thing for me. I would tell him, listen, you're a nice guy and all. But I am not at a place where I want to entertain you. You know, it doesn't need to be you're in a relationship, you're not in a relationship. I'm not in a place where I want to entertain you right now. I don't, nothing about you, but I have a lot going on. And you don't really owe him any further explanation than that. And then I would politely tell him, I feel very uncomfortable with you putting things under my door. So can you please... Stop that! I would be very direct and say, "I don't feel comfortable with you putting things under my door." And if you put something under my door again, I'm going to have to report you. Then I would make sure that I have camera access. I would make sure I had a really good security system. And if he accessed your your if he came even walking around your door, and and so this is a situation where you don't know if this is just you know, is he really just into you or is he somebody that's talking? The line was crossed when you came to my door because I didn't invite you up there. Okay, and so that's why some people don't understand that. So that's why I would be very direct and tell him, hey, listen, this is my space and I don't feel comfortable with you putting stuff under my door. And if you put something in my door, I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm going to have to report you because I'm pretty sure that this is not appropriate uh, concierge service. Right. I didn't ask you for help with my bag. So why are you at my door? And if you wanted to move, I would report that as the reason that I wanted to get out of my lease. And I would dare them to keep my first and last month's rent in my deposit because I would tell them, you don't want to be with a lawsuit for harassment because this is what your concierge person did. And now I don't feel comfortable. So now you need to let me out my lease and you need to pay for my relocation to another apartment. I agree
1: 100%. A hundred percent. I don't feel like you're tripping because I feel like I would be anxious about this too. Because like Nicole said, I didn't invite you to my door. Your job is downstairs until someone calls you up. And not to be like elitist or stank about it. That's not it. It's about we always have to be cognizant of how things are making us feel, right? So if you feel uncomfortable about it, something called your intuition, which trust your intuition, girl... Something is telling you that this isn't right. And because you are feeling uneasy, you need to do something about it just to make yourself feel easier. I agree with Nicole in terms of, you know, have a conversation with him. And if the conversation doesn't work, then yes, maybe you will have to report him. I understand you said you don't want to get a brother fired, but Hey, it's not you getting him fired. It would be him getting himself fired because You did not ask for this. He put this upon you. Let's remember that. So don't feel guilty about it because we always want to look out for other people, but that's not our responsibility. Our responsibility is to protect ourselves. If you don't want to get him fired, here are some things that you can do. One, have one of your male friends come over regularly. If you have a male friend, have one of your male friends, just, you know, someone that you trust, even if it's not a friend, a family member, cousin, brother, somebody, Give him a key and have them come come and go without you. So he'll see that too, that they're going to your place and then sometimes show up together. And that way he doesn't know what's going on and he might just back up if he has some good sense because he doesn't know what's going on in the house and who he might be entertaining. Don't have any conversation with him about who it is, what their relation is to you. He don't need to know all that. It's flattering when people think that they want to have a conversation with you or that they think that you're cute and want to take you out. This is getting borderline scary, so we can't be flattered by this anymore, okay? Also, I don't know if your building allows you to have dogs, but get a dog. Honestly, get a dog. Dogs read humans better than sometimes we read ourselves, right? A dog will, one, protect you should someone intrude into your house, and I'm not talking a little dog. I'm talking like a big German Shepherd kind, pit bull kind of dog, Rottweiler kind of dog. Get that kind of dog if you are permitted to have it. Also, like Nicole said, get a ring, get a door jam so that like you can see if someone's trying to get into your door, but they can't bust through your door. And then if all of this, you know, if this is not satisfying you and making you feel easier about the situation, like Nicole said, report him, just report him. All right, Jenny. So what did you learn new this week? So I learned that tasers are legal in 45 states as well as Puerto Rico. So, in 45 states, you can carry a taser legally, and in Puerto Rico, you can also carry a taser legally. They are banned, however, in D.C., Hawaii, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, New York, and New Jersey. However, we are not condoning carrying illegal weapons, but my daddy once told me that it's always better to be a defendant than a victim.
0: I like that. Your daddy is smart. (laughs) So... What I learned was that the average cost of self-defense classes is $45 a lesson, with the range being $30 to $80 a lesson. However, there is a free online course, and that free online course, which is quote to be the best free online course, is SEPS, S-E-P-S, self-defense course. And it says that this is a free online course that teaches you how to predict, identify, prevent, and avoid Violence. So uh, if you don't have the coins, at least go through the modules and teach yourself some self defense tactics. Why don't you? Because we gotta do whatever
1: we need to do to stay safe. I like that. I'm gonna go look it up because I haven't had self defense classes Mm -hmm. in a while. So I feel like I need to brush up on some things. Absolutely. If you can afford it, also take an in person self defense class. It's well worth it.
0: All right. Are we ready for the motivational moment? Yes, ma'am. Ladies, you have to look out for you and make sure you look out for your girlfriends too. Take steps to ensure your safety. Don't walk alone, especially not at night. Be cognizant of your surroundings, carry mace, and don't be afraid to protect yourself at all costs. Until we meet again.
1: Pray, work,
0: slay. And show off your melanated excellence.
1: Bye. Bye! Oh, That's Deep, Black
0: Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh, That's Deep BWC. Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations is a Mean Old Lion Media production. oh. oh.